time I think every time I think about God, um, I'm glad that we get to serve him and worship him without restraint, without inhibitions. I'm glad that we get to, you know, live in regions where it's okay to still call God, God. I'm glad that we get the opportunities and technology to help us, you know, worship God across regions. And so Spirit of the Living God, we want to thank you this morning for another opportunity to be of service to you, oh God. Each and every one of us here on this prayer call is here in service to you. It's a place of equipping. It's a place of education. It's a place of enlightenment. But most of all, it's a place where we have clarity for our assignment and we are able to go in and do the work that has been set before us. So Spirit of the Living God, I ask that this morning you show yourself true. You show yourself yes. again us in the mighty name of jesus amen amen okay amen. so just um just have a few just very few things to share about um a new sound um a clear sound sorry and then you know we'll pray we'll spend a lot of time praying because and it is indeed prayer rain right so we really must come into the place where we actually do pray because in the place of prayer does god bring um, additional revelation you see when a topic comes out you know you, it's almost impossible to do it justice even in the time that has been set out for it whether it's two weeks or one month what i find is that as you go back and ruminate on that word you know god keeps on you know on revealing new layers and new dimensions of that word that you didn't think about or see before and that's the beauty of scriptures that's the beauty of working with god you know he says is the honor of a king to hide the man matter and the honor of princes to search it out um, and so this one i just want to share you know what i would call the starting thoughts in my mind as it concerns a clear sound and the first thing that comes to my mind is that um, a clear sound is a clarion call right a clear sound is a clarion call now um scripture the scripture you know the anchor scripture talks about you know in first corinthians 14 8 i want to start there it says that for if a trumpet gives an uncertain an uncertain sound who shall prepare himself to the battle? If a prophet, if a trumpet, sorry, gives an uncertain sound, sound, who shall prepare himself to battle? If the trumpet gives an uncertain sound, who would understand what is being said? If a trumpet gives an uncertain sound, who will go as they are required to go? You see, in an orchestra, a trumpet is one of the instruments in an orchestra. And at the point when usually the, the trumpet will blow, whether it's in an orchestra or in, in or even in, in, in the middle of worship, it's usually an, a, a higher pitched, elevated, louder sound that is supposed to take us to another place, another level, another realm in that music. So when I hear the trumpet sound anywhere in worship, anywhere, you know, in, in the journey of a believer, right, what I hear every time is a general sermon to army. What I hear is a call to action. What I hear is a stirring up of my spirit to come to a new level in God. For what use is a sound without impact? Is it for the melody? Is it for my dancing? Or is it to stir me into the place of action? Is it to stir me up to a place of prayer? Is it to stir me up to the place of assignment? Is it to stir me up to the place where I understand that God is telling me something? It's a recruitment call, a conscription into the army of God. And you know, usually they would say that a conscription is not voluntary. 
because you know in the armies when you are conscript conscripted into an army it's as long as you have a particular age maybe 16 or 18 in some countries if your country is going to war you don't have a choice except you are disabled or there's something major that has happened to you or you are needed in you know um on, on in the not on the battlefield but on the in um on the in the war room you are usually called to go to army but you see the good thing about god is that god god does not conscript god gives us god makes a call and he desires us to respond to the call willingly of our own free will you know sometimes i say that it might be better for us if god actually conscripts if he forces us into that place he forces us into that assignment he forces us into that life and level in him he forces us to give our lives he forces us to serve him he forces us to be with him he forces us to make him his priority you know but the very nature of god is that one of love he gives us free will he already made us in his image and likeness so that we are desirous of the same things that he desired but unfortunately we all know that we live in a broken world and in a broken system and so many times our flesh and our the influences around us prevent us from doing the things that god has called us to and so you have two groups of people when they hear the trumpet sound how do they react people are the people like those in the armies that will do everything to avoid the armies you know the army you know they'll talk about in, in the u.s u.s elections so they would use on um, the fact that somebody avoided um conscription as as a um as a disadvantage, uh, as something to mock them with. So you hear of, you know, the fact that Trump and some certain, you know, ex-presidents or past leaders, you know, um, found excuses to avoid the army. And usually it will be things like declaring that you, you had an alternative lifestyle. You know, you could actually go as far as faking a disease, right? Before it's time for your medical tests. I hear that people will go as far as pumping themselves with drug, you know, drugs, alcohol, living a reckless lifestyle in the months leading up to a possible just so that their test results will come out wrong and they will avoid being pulled into the army. Sometimes even if you're recently married, you know, you'll be regarded as somebody whose um, priorities or attention would not be focused on, where, on war and, some, and all sorts of reasons. And so people like that would avoid being conscripted into the army. They will look for excuses. And so many of us will sit now and judge these people and say, oh, what a weak man. How can you not go to war? But you know that many of us in our day-to-day -day lives, we avoid conscription into the Lord's army. And let me tell you examples of how we avoid conscription. When we are required to lead prayer sessions and we say we don't have the right words. When we are required to preach a sermon and we say we don't have the right words. Or oh, I'm going through stuff in my personal life, therefore I cannot be of service to God. When we decide that the pleasures of Babylon, right, our jobs, our careers, they take, a, they take center stage above the things of God. When our lust of flesh, our desires to make money, to get married, you know, to, to have influence and impact in the world, you know, overtake our desires to do things for God. When we do not have the time to serve God, but every other thing gets his attention. When, you know, a Sunday service is too, is too much for us to do, but we are available Monday to Saturday for everything else that calls our attention. When reading the scriptures has become difficult for us, we just don't have the time, but we read all the posts on social media platforms. We read books, we read 
read books on motivation um, self-growth and all of those things that we believe you know personal development all of those things that we legitimately have been told will help us in us in us in our quest for knowledge and so every time that there's a call every time a trumpet sounds and we have another reason why we are unable to answer the call in that time in that season that's exactly the same thing we are people who are avoiders or deserters as they will say for those who actually go on go in but run away in the day of battle you know scriptures talks about Luke 14 in Luke 14 there was an invitation um, to come to the Lord's banquet and when there was that invitation the man would say no I have things to do oh I've just married a wife oh I've just bought a field Oh, I've just signed a new business deal. Oh, I've just signed a new contract. I've just gotten this job I've been hoping for. I cannot come to the banquet. The time is not now. The time is not ready. I can't, the time doesn't work for me. I'm not ready. Don't trouble me now, as the song says. Every time that is a call. You know, prayer rain, you know, is a trumpet's call. It's, it's a trumpet sound. Worship, the call for worship is a trumpet sound. The call to pray every time, anywhere is a trumpet sound. For many of us, how do we respond? How do we respond? How does our heart respond? Even when we respond sometimes, what is the posture of our hearts? What is the position of our, of our mind? Are we totally sold to this battle? Or are we have, are we, do we even come in from a place of fear? You know, there's a, the, 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 there are the 22,000 in the Gideon story who in the mid the call, they were like, yes, we will fight for the Lord. Here we are. They pulled themselves up. But when the Lord said, when Gideon said, because the Lord had told him to prune the numbers, when Gideon said, if you know that you are afraid, if you know you're not ready for this battle, if you know the timing is not right for you, it's okay to step back. 22,000 out of 32,000 stepped back. And that is why every time there's a call, there's a call for the things of God, you find the same people, few people. See, many are called, but few are chosen. Many are called, but few are willing that's what I actually call it. Many are called, but few are willing because all God does is works with our obedience. You know, the other day, just curiously, I was looking at this group on Telegram and there are over 600 people on Telegram on this group. But, you know, how many people come out for this prayer calls? How many people? And it's not to say that I'm judging them. That's not what this is about. But I'm trying to say that every time a call is made and we do not respond with all of us, we do not respond to that call because this place is a place of equipping, a place of prayer, a place of worship is a place of equipping to do the work that God is calling us. You see, in the last seasons, God is calling the remnant church. He's calling the people whose hearts are consecrated unto him, whose hands are ready, willing for battle and who have been equipped to do the battle for God in this end time agenda. And so you have the second group of people. The second group of people are the people who are ready and who are willing to go on this journey. And these are the people who are girding their loins, who have prophetic words, who understand the times and seasons like the songs of sons of Issachar, who are the Berean church who search out scriptures for themselves, where there's an accuracy in the spirit, people who are alert, to do the work of the Lord. You see, we'd go back, go back to the story of Gideon. And the Lord said to him, <coughs> even after, after the 22,000 had left, the Lord said to him, there are still too many. 
there's still too many. I cannot do much with these people. I cannot do much with these people. There's too, too many. Because the Lord was going to use a different strategy to win that battle. And so he said to him, I will help you prune. We all know the story is in, in Judges 7. He says, I will help you prune. I will prune out those whose hearts are not consecrated unto, unto me. I will prune those whose hands are not ready for battle. I will prune those who have doubt. I will prune those, prune those who are not alert. I will prune those who do not understand what I'm doing in this time and season. I will prune those who do not have a prophetic word. I will prune those who have continued to doubt what I'm trying to do in this season. I will prune those who are getting into unnecessary arguments about the things of God. I will prune those whose Attentions are divided and will prune them so that you will have an army that you can truly lead into the place of battle. And so the Lord started to reduce the numbers. He started to reduce the numbers. He said, for everyone who laps from the water, they are not at lead, but for everyone who scoops with his hand, that is the posture of a soldier. That is the posture of a soldier, the one who is scanning the environment and checking for the times and seasons and saying, what is God doing in this end, in these times and seasons? What are the implications of what is going on in the spirit realm? What are the implications of what is going on in politics in the spirit realm? What is God saying about the economy and how does it impact, you know, the end time agenda? What is the Lord saying? What is the Lord asking me to do am i am i committed to the things of the world am i embedded fully in the things of the world that i don't even know when the lord is speaking to me how can i have a prophetic word according to that word in first corinthians when i'm not even tuned into the spirit realm how can i have words of knowledge that will help my prophetic declarations if i'm not tuned into the spirit if i'm not tuned into what god is saying in this season you see, the Lord is always speaking. He never stops speaking. But the Lord is looking for those who will not only hear what he's saying, but, is, but are willing to, to interpret what he's saying and proclaim it for the world to hear. And so the Lord pruned the Gideon's army. And so there are two types of people, those who are unwilling and those who are willing. We want to be asking ourselves, where do I fall in? Have I inadvertently, by my actions, by my posture, by the position of my, of my mind, by my priorities, by the things that I've laid emphasis and importance on, have I unwillingly demonstrated my unwillingness to respond to the call when the Lord speaks? Or am I those who are willing? Am I like those whose heads were upright as they drank from that water that day? You see, eh? we look through scriptures and many times we find that every time God wanted to do something new, a new move in the spirit, the Lord would use a trumpet. You know, and we are all reminded of the story of the, the, the fall of the walls of Jericho. Those walls were strong. Those walls were fortified. Those walls were built with an old century technology that even now in our generation, we are unable to replicate except we go the extra mile. Those walls were city walls that were supposed to keep out the invasion of enemies and enemies camp. Those walls were not cement. They were not ordinary walls made with cement and sand that, you know, the word elements of weather can bring down. But when the children of the Lord, the Lord told them, you will go to the walls of Jericho and you will march round the walls of Jericho. I always imagine a scene where as they march round, they march round for the first six days, they were speaking prophetically to those walls. 
They were speaking and declaring prophetically to those walls. I would imagine that a bystander looking at them would have said, you look so stupid. What are you doing? Is that how you're going to battle? Is that how you just imagine it in our own time and generation? Imagine there was a division and people would be saying, no, that's not the right way. We can climb. Let's be strategic. Let's work smart, not hard. And all of the things that we see in this generation, this is not the way to go. Let us lure somebody out. When they lure them out of that, you know, they would, and they open the door, we would charge in through the door. Let us climb the wall. Let us try and see if we can break down one corner. If we all put our energies together and break one side of the wall, then perhaps we can climb in or perhaps one person can climb in and go and open the door. I imagine that all of us would try and be strategic and sound intelligent because we live in times and seasons where people are constantly speaking, speaking from their flesh, speaking from their in understanding, speaking from their intelligence. But are we a people that are going to speak from the spirit? Are we a people that are going to speak from the spirit? And so as they march round, as they march round the walls on that day, they march round the walls on that day. And at the sound of their prophets and their trumpets and their shouts, the wall came down, the wall came down and they had victory. The wall came down and they had victory. We go through scriptures and we see examples, examples of how the war, of how the trumpet sound has many functions and many meanings. And so I just want to share a few of them this morning and then we're going to pray. We're going to spend a lot, the rest of the time praying because really this is about us consecrating our hearts to Christ, that in the place of prayer, there is a creeping. In the place of prayer, there is strength. In the place of prayer, God is building our capacity. And so that when, the, when, the, when, the, when we hear the sound, we will understand and interpret what he's telling us in this season. If he's saying stand, we stand. If he's saying go, we go. If he's saying shout, we will shout. If he's saying pray, we will pray. If he's saying speak, we will speak. If he's saying be silent, we will be silent. Because there is a time and a season for every position and every posture in the spirit. And so the first reason when you hear the sound, the trumpet sound, it is a love call. It is a love call. It's a scripture says in Isaiah, that come all of you who are thirsty come to the waters you who have no money come buy and eat come buy wine and milk without money and without cost who has ever gone to a market where they say to you that everything is free just come come and shop take all that you need take an abundant measure of my spirit Take words of knowledge, take the gift of faith, take the ability to heal the sick, to raise the dead. I called you to an assignment and I'm equipping you. So come in, come in, come and take refuge in me. Let your heart not be troubled. The sound of a trumpet is a love call. The Lord is calling us into his family of believers. God is calling us into the place of his embrace. The Lord is calling us into the place where our currency of the world has no impact. Into the place where there's abundance and abundance in God. He says, come buy wine and milk without money and without any costs. Hallelujah. Who hears a sound like that and does not respond? Who hears the sound where he's calling us into the place of abundance? He says that the cattle on the thousand hills belong to me. And so everything that we are looking for isn't actually in God. 
The second reason is that a trumpet sound, the clarion call is personal. The Lord is looking for people. He's looking for people all the time, scanning the earth and looking for people that he will use for his assignment. And so they talk about the conversion of Saul to Paul. We think about Moses and the burning bush. We think of all the people that God has sent on assignment. And in this season, God is still asking the same question in Isaiah 6. Isaiah 6 verse 8, where he says, And who will I send and who will go? Who will I send and who will go? Are we responding to the call? When the Lord asks us this question, are we saying, not me, I don't have what it takes. Not me, I don't have the right words. Not me, I don't have the right prayer. I don't come from the right family. I don't live in the right country. Or are you coming with a willingness, with obedience? It says that God, all God needs is our obedience. Once we give him that seed, God is able to turn it into a forest. And so... We must come to the time and seasons where we do not look at ourselves like grasshoppers, just like the Israelites said. Because when we look at ourselves like grasshoppers, then truly we will be like grasshoppers because the words we carry have the power of life and death. And so the Lord made us in his image and likeness. Therefore, we are able to do all things. According to the word in Philippians, we are able to do all things through Christ that strengthens us. There is nothing like, you know, like somebody always says, there is nothing like the junior Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is available to each and every one of us. Once we are willing and we are tapping into the spirit realm and we are asking God for help and for mercy and we are asking God for his grace and his ability to do. The third reason is it's a call for salvation. It's a call for salvation. It's a call for salvation. In Joel 2nd 1, you know, Joel 2 verse 1, it says, Blow a trumpet in Zion and sound an alarm on my holy mountain. Let all the inhabitants of the earth tremble. For the day of the Lord is coming. Surely it is near. The day of the Lord is coming. Surely it is near. You know, many will say that these scriptures have been written over 2,000 years ago. And at that time, if somebody had seen it, they would have trembled and said the day of the Lord is coming. And 2,000 years later, it has not come. Oh, but let me remind you that for every day that we live, it's a day closer to the day of the Lord. And while I may not be able to tell you the exact time and the moment, because even scripture says that only the Son of Man, God knows. However, for every day that is remaining on the earth, it's a day closer to when the day of the Lord is coming. And because we do not know, we must always be battle ready, always be ready. So like the, the virgin, the story of the virgins, it said that 10 had, you know, all 10 of them had oil, but some had oil to last through the night and others did not have enough. And that, that parable talks about the coming of the day of the Lord. Will he find us prepared? Will he find us prepared every time we hear the trumpet sound? Every time we hear, you know, a call to a new level in God, every time we hear of a prophetic camp, every time we hear of a call to prayer, every time we talk about God, every time there's a new move in the spirit, that is a trumpet sound, that is a trumpet sound, and that is a clarion call, I tell you, that's all the Lord said to me. Every time you hear the trumpet, it is a clarion's call. Would your spirit man arise, or would you be waiting to hear, to see a handwriting on the world? Are you going to move as I ask you to move? Are you going to consecrate yourself unto me? Or are you going to think that you have time? The Lord is drawing us closer to him. 
a clarion call is a warning. In Amos 3, it says, if a trumpet is blown in a city, will not the people tremble? If a calamity occurs in the city, has the Lord not done it? But we live in times and seasons where the things of the Lord do not cause us to tremble. If we see into the spirit realm and see what God is moving and orchestrating, many of us will be too terrified to leave our homes. We will tremble. If we hear the things that people get up to in these times and seasons, in the name of affluence, in the name of wealth, in the name of relevance, in the name of you know, peer pressure and all of the things that we have to contend with in this generation, that is enough to make us tremble. So if a trumpet is blown in a city, will not make the people tremble. Imagine that we heard a trumpet today blowing out from the heavens. Will we not tremble? Do we need to physically hear that trumpet for us to tremble? Or are we hearing the trumpet in our heart, in our spirit? For the Lord is calling us into a new place, a new place where he will give us words in a dream, in a vision. He will give us a prophetic word. And when we speak it to the nations, it will be established because of the power of Christ inside of us. A trumpet brings an announcement. A trumpet brings an announcement. In Revelations, the word of the Lord says that the seventh angel blew his trumpet and there were loud voices in he heaven saying, the kingdom of the world has become the kingdom of our Lord and of his Christ and he shall reign forever and ever. It says the kingdom of the world has become the kingdom of our Lord and his Christ and he shall reign forever and ever. If the kingdom of the world becomes the kingdom of God, where would we be positioned? Oh, you know, when you do mergers and acquisitions, right? Usually the company that acquires, that acquires, would always have its own people seated at the top, seated in power, seated in authority, regardless of their experience, regardless of the, the number of years of experience they have, regardless of what they are. It is just normal. It is the way mergers and acquisitions happen, standard. You have to understand that a lot of things in the world replicate the things in heaven. You know, the word says, be, you know, as, as it is in heaven, as it is in heaven. And so when the kingdom of the world becomes the kingdom of our God, where would we be? Would we be among those who were acquired? Or would we be among those who are in authority in the spirit, who are in authority, who are leading, who are directing, and who are establishing the purposes of God upon the earth? If the kingdom of God were to acquire the kingdoms of this world, where would we be? Where would we be, my God? Do not let us be on the outside. Do not let us be the disadvantaged. Do not let us be on the periphery. All we come to you this morning, oh God, is with our obedience, oh God. The fact that we are on this call, look upon us with mercy because we are mm -hmm. responding to a clarion call, oh God. When the kingdom of God becomes the kingdom of this world, where would we be? That's what we need to be asking ourselves. It is how measures and acquisitions happen standard. And the thing about God is that he actually created the systems of this world that many of us are using without realizing that these are things that are established in the spirit. And so this morning, I want us to just pray for a little while. Let's just pray. Lord, I just ask that I want everybody, as many of us that can unmute, let us just pray this morning and I just ask that when this acquisition happens, that we'll be on the right side of heaven, we'll be on the right side mm -hmm. of this acquisition. Mm -hmm. Let us declare that we are coming to a place of obedience, my God, we are coming into the place of obedience, oh God.
when we hear the sound of the trumpet, oh God, we will respond to your call. We will respond to your call, oh God. God on the other side, we will not be down what the sound means, oh God. Oh, we respond, oh God. Your willing army, your willing soldiers who find us in the ground, we are not desire you, oh God. Thank 
We belong to you, Lord. We belong to you, Lord. We belong to you, Lord. We are yours, we belong to you, Lord. You have the right of way of God in our lives. Because you are 
Lord of our lives. You are master, oh God. Leave us shunned, oh God. Abrash the Kapraman. They froze the figure. They shake Rabasso Brahman. They will Spirit are yielded unto you, Father. We shall, oh my soul, Pradega. Let us, oh Brahman, Takariosta. Mara Kakrofista Mantarabaya. Lande Malonta Malto Mara Angresta. Latoma Yeka, Sekaliman, Kalidrava, and the Alaste, Alaman Brashta Manta Karia Basta, Lito Karibosta, Malito Lido, the And so the Lord started to remind me of how, you know, the trumpet is part of an, is part of an orchestra. So if you've ever listened to Beethoven and Mozart and all of those people, 
we hear this combination of these beautiful sounds. And when the sounds, you know, filter up to us, it just sounds like something from heaven. And what the Lord was saying was that, you know, when he when he sounds the trumpet, right, he's calling together a new people. He's calling together a new a new band of believers. And that's some of the things we need to look out for. He says like, like an orchestra, that there are certain things that in an orchestra that they do that gives us that pure sound that we hear. And that as a company of believers, we must also emulate emulate that the 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 the, the arrangement of an orchestra. He says that the first thing he said to me was there's an atten there's attention to detail in an orchestra. People don't just go and start playing whatever they like because you know they just sound right in that their own ear. They are watching the conductor and they are moving to the instructions of the conductor. And in this place, the Holy Spirit is our conductor. It says that there's oneness of mind. So we're speaking, we're we in times and seasons where, you know, the, the, the body of Christ is calling for oneness and unity where we are speaking consistently. The same thing is a time for division in the body of Christ. You know, it says in, in, in Romans 15, Romans 15, 5 to 6, it says that, may the good Lord who gives endurance and encouragement give you a spirit of unity amongst yourselves as you follow Christ Jesus so that with one heart and mouth you may glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. So one heart is that we are all connected to the same Father. We all believe the same thing and one mouth there's a consistency in our messaging. There's a consistency in the word that we are preaching. There's a consistency where in several places the same word can be established and it helps for each one that we hear. It takes us closer to the understanding and revelation of the word. We do not live in times and seasons where we are disputing and debating on the things of God, but there's a unity in the spirit that that's how this end time army we should position and, and that should be our posture it says they come prepared they come prepared into an orchestra they are prepared and ready for instructions in the word of the lord says in second timothy 4 2 second timothy 4 2 it says preach the word be prepared in and out of season be prepared in and out of season correct rebuke and encourage with great patience and careful instructions and so in and out of seasons, we must never be caught on our ways. Just like soldiers that have been called into the Lord's army, they are always prepared. I imagine that they don't sleep during war. And even when they do, they probably take turns. They are alert. They are watching the city gates. They are sentries over their own camp. They are watching. And that's the same way the Lord is calling us to be sentries over our families, to be sentries over our nations, to be sentries over our workplaces, to be sentries over our, bu our businesses. Therefore, we must be alert at all times, watching, praying, asking, Lord, what does this mean? What would you have me do? What are you saying? Let me go back and pray. Let me go back and inquire of the Lord. Every night, I've come to the place where every night when I'm going to bed, I'm like, Holy Spirit, tonight you need to tell me something. Tonight you need to show me a secret. Tonight you need to show me what's about to happen in my life. You need to show me what's about to happen in the lives of the people around me. You need to give me a prophetic word. You need to give me a word of knowledge. I hunger and desire it. And the beauty of God is that 
He sees a heart that is hungry for him and he shows us and tells us. I've been in seasons where even if, I, if I'm about to have a meeting, I will see what is going to happen in that meeting. I might not know the exact words that will be said. I might not know the exact questions that will be asked, but I would see the way the meeting, the flow of that meeting, and therefore I'm always prepared. I will see when I'm going to have a tech issue in my sleep, in my dream. And somebody will wonder, how is that important? It is important if it's going to stop me from achieving what I need to do. It's important if it's going to stop the, my flow. So I see important and unimportant things because I'm, I'm ready and I'm alert and I'm asking the Lord, what are you saying? What are you doing? Speak to me, oh God, speak to me. And that should be our heart's cry this morning. When we hear the sound, what is the Lord saying? Is it just a musical instrument? Is it for our joy and pleasure and entertainment? Is it for us to just dance? Is it for us to just shout? Or is it for us, for our spirits to be stirred up for what the Lord is calling us and will have us do in these times and seasons? When we hear the trumpet sound, what do we hear? Do we hear the spirit of the Lord? Do we hear the voice of the Lord? Or do we hear it as just a sound? When we hear the sound of the trumpet, what is the Lord saying to us? And what is, would he have us do? Where would he find us? Would he find us ready? Or would he find us on the bed of iniquity? My God, do not let us be on the outside, oh God. Amen. Do not let us be on the outside, oh God. Do not let us Amen. be on the outside. Do not be, let us be yeah. among those that at the end of time Don't you will say, Depart from me, I know you not, O God. Do not find our worship and our inadequate, O God. Lord, let us be on the outside, O God. When in an orchestra, there are seasons of quietness with your instrument so that you can hear the instructions and directions of the of the of the choir of the of the conductor and so you know um, and when we hear that then we move and we respond to what he's asking us to do so you know the one you know scripture recounts when mary when mary went to the the the, the, the disciples and she said she said to them whatever he tells you to do do it but for us to even do what the Lord is telling us to do, we need to even hear him. We need to even be ready to obey. We need to be ready. We need to be listening with our eyes, with our mouth, with our ears, with our body, with our spirit. And we listening because God is always speaking and giving directions and instructions. There are many people that will tell you how they heard in a, in a moment move. And the second they moved, an accident happened at that very spot. The Lord is telling us, you know, that the Lord can whisper in our air things as it concerns somebody's illness or something about to happen. And we rise up and stand as intercessors until we avert the plan of the enemy. And so are we, for us to even hear, what is the posture of our hearts? What is the posture of our body? What's the posture of our mind? What's the posture of our spirit? What are we seeing with our eyes? What are we hearing with our eyes? Have we clogged up our earways with the things, the noise of the world? Because we speak in times and generations where people are continuously speaking. So what are we hearing? Are we jaded from the things that we have heard to the point where we hear the things that are from God? Our spirits are no longer alert because the words have now become common without meaning. And so the final thing that, you know, the Lord was just saying to me, he said, he said, he said that, you know, in Matthew, in Matthew 16, he said, blessed are you, Peter, 
for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And I say to you, you are Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you lose on earth will be loosed in heaven. And this was because Peter was able to tell him when he says, who are you, son of, he said, who do people say I, I am? And Peter said, you are, you know, you are God, the son of, you are, you are Jesus, the son of the living God. And he said to him, flesh and blood did not reveal that to you. Revelation revealed that to you. You spoke prophetically. You spoke prophetically. And so in these times and seasons, and God is calling for a new church, a people who are ready and who are going to speak prophetically into the things that are happening in the times and seasons because he's going to show us. So I ask that Allah, Lucilla, let us pray. Let us just pray this evening, this morning. And let's just pray and ask that the Lord will find us worthy for this assignment. That when mm -hmm. he makes this clarion call, that we will be found ready and willing for this assignment. That the Lord will give us and equip us the gifts that are required for us to be able to do this work. Words of knowledge. Prophetic words. Accuracy in the spirit. The ability to pray. Capacity to stand in the gap. He'll give us assignments. He'll give us instructions. And he'll also equip us. Let us pray for ourselves and consecrate ourselves to the work. Lord, I'm ready and I'm willing to commit and consecrate ourselves, O Lord, to work, O God, to your will, Jesus. Father, that every time your voice would be released, it would find us, Lord, in the microphone. It would find us, Lord, to give us a proper response, Jesus. Lord, let our Oh, <laughs> <laughs> 
that every time your word is released, O oh God, and every time the sound of God is released and required of us, that we would give the appropriate response. That is our prayer, Lord, that the word of God will find us doing, the word of God will find yeah. us um, doing the thing that is required of us in the right place at the right time, being led by your spirit, O oh God. When it is time for us to be quiet, mm. Lord, we will be quiet. When it's time for us to speak, we will speak. When it's time for us to cry, we will cry. And every sound that is released, O oh God, by heaven, every sound that is released by the spirit, O oh God, we would respond appropriately. When the sound for dancing is, is, is released, Lord, we will dance. When the sound of mourning is released, Lord, we will mourn. When the sound of prophesying and declaring is released, Lord, we will prophesy and declare, O oh God, as we are led by your spirit. May none of us, O oh God, be found out of order, Lord, as you have called us, Lord. Help us, Lord, to um, qualify ourselves, Lord, to be chosen and to be listed, Lord, among the company of the army, Lord, by our actions, O oh God, and by our daily decisions in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen.
Amen. Thank Amen. you so much, Pastor Uche. God bless you. Such a timely word. Thank you. Thank you. Um, thank, thank you, everyone. Thank you. Um, uh, it's a second week of prayer. This is the final week, and we're going on until Sunday, and we end on Sunday. We're praying in the mornings, same time, 5 a.m. to 6 a.m., and we pray at 9 11 um, to 12 midnight West African time. God bless you all. Um, the messages are being uploaded on our Anchor podcast. So if you're not getting the links to the recording, um, check the podcast and you will find all the messages, even from some of the previous um, preparing seasons. So um, God bless you. Have a fantastic day and an amazing week. Bye. Amen. God bless you all. Amen. Thank you. Amen. Amen.